What's up, ladies? What's good? Today, 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 I'm here to talk about this new online boutique by the name of KLJ Boutique. The boutique was started by a childhood friend of mine after the passing of her daughter, and the whole idea of it is to bring something new to the whole clothing game. You won't be dressed like the mannequin. You be dressed like you. Ain't it fun to be you? So if you want to be you, you want to be real, go check out KLJ Boutique online. KLJBoutique.com. I'm sorry. www.KLJBoutique.com. KLJ spell K-E-L-J-A-Y Boutique. Thank you. Today on Conversations and Situations, uh, I wanted to get the women's side to understand what effective communication sounds like to them. Today on the line, I have, um, well, I'll introduce herself. Carla, what's your name? Hey, this is Natisha. Hey, Natisha, how are you? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I, I asked, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. Cool, cool. So the topic for today is um, communication between men and women. And um, we just want to figure out kind of where we kind of, where, the, where the, the missing link is, like like what we missing when we, we try to have effective a conversation with the opposite sex and how they kind of miss what we saying. And I know for a lot of men, excuse me, a lot of stuff that women say and mean, sometimes us come up, kind of come off kind of, uh, kind of confused because we hear one thing, we think another, and then we left with what you might have said. So, um, for one, I want to know what you think. How how effective do you think uh, bad communication is on a relationship? Do you think it'll tear it down? Is it something you can build on? What What do you think? So here's the thing. I feel like. Communication is the foundation, period. So let's talk about building a house. If you're building a house, you can't build it on sand, right? Because it's going to eventually sink. Right. So I feel like effective communication starts in dating, right? So let's just say you pick up a girl and you guys go on that first date and you have fun. And you're like, yo, I want to do this again. On the second date, I feel like that's where it should be more serious. And I feel like you honestly should have interview questions. Like you're, you know, not to feel like you're being interrogated, but you should have some basic questions in there that are going to allow you to better understand if you're as compatible as you think with this person. So let's just say they pass level two. Those questions get answered and you're now moving forward. Communication needs to stay open in regards to, I understood you said X, Y, Z like this, and I answered X, Y, Z like this, but now that picture is looking different. It's not looking how we planned it or how we said it when it sounded so good on these fluffy dates. 
right? Right, right. I feel like effective communication between a black man and a black woman, and that's all I can speak for because I haven't dated outside of my race. Yay! I'm just bullshit. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it, it comes down to black men have a stereotype in their head of women, of black women, and black women have a stereotype in their head of black men. So when you go to communicate, both parties have their walls built up. So instead of effectively listening, which is part of communication, you can't because both sides have their walls up. So I think that before effective communication can even take place, we have to let our guards down to a certain extent. Because if you come to me and tell me, Nakisha, I didn't like when I came home and there were shoes in front of the front door and I was tripping over them. And then I pop off like, oh, so what you think? I'm not a good house cleaner. I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? Like it gets wild. Yeah, yeah. Because in our head, we have in that black men think women can't keep a home. You see what I'm saying? Like you have all these misconceptions. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't think that y'all thought like that. I thought it was always that y'all figured that we just thought y'all was just trying to run some shit. I think that too. I do think that you guys think that we're always trying to run shit. But let's just do the flip side of that. I think that you guys think we don't know how to be submissive because you think we're always trying to run shit. Hey, I can agree. I can agree. That that was one of my things. Like, like she ain't gonna. She ain't gonna. She ain't, ain't gonna respect my position in the house if she already feel like. No, I'm not doing what you say, but you can take care of me. That and that and that's the thought process we have. Like, like, oh man, if she come in trying to tell me what to do, man. She trying to run me, man. She just want me to do this, that, or the third, and just shut up. And I'm like, I think it got something to do a lot with like how you was raised too, because if your family dynamic is like kind of mild and laid back, like as far as the males go, then the men don't really say much, so the women do all the talking anyway. So. Okay, so let me stop you right here. I don't mean to cut you off, right? But let me just bring you into my family dynamic. So I have a grandmother. She's bossy, feisty, fierce, talks a lot of shit, right? Right. And on the outside eye, it looks like she runs that household. But if my grandfather says, EJ, my grandmother knows he's serious and she's going to calm the hell down. He don't have to speak a lot. And it may not appear to the outside eye that he has stuff and he's in control, but those two know he's in control and those closest to him know he's in control. But he doesn't care about what the outsider thinks. My grandmother will go gamble in Vegas and leave him at home. And they'd be like, well, how is he comfortable with that? How is he? My grandfather's like, she know what side her bread is buttered on. I know he can snap his fingers and she's going to get in control. You know what I'm saying? So it has to do with kind of that fellow talk, kind of what that connection you guys have and not letting outsiders into that. So you can't always go by what it looks like. It breaks down to that basic communication of what you have with your significant other. What are the rules that you guys have put into place? What are the rules that you guys are going to agree to and follow through on? That's effective communication. Um, 
So so let me ask you this then. So do you think it's um Okay. Do you think that it's more important for people to play they play they whatever whatever position they is in the house? Like say say as a man, I shouldn't stop providing and doing everything as I've been doing just because I feel like she ain't doing what she doing, even though we had this conversation and it ain't going like we said it was gonna go. Here's here's the thing. And I, I just had a conversation with um, a friend last night kind of about this same thing. Because he was saying, like, after he got married, the sex stopped, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't believe that. Why? He was like, because she got bougie, her her income went up, she had her status, she wanted me sweating her hair out, and all this other fuck shit that I had never heard about, right? Yeah. And I said, no matter how bougie you get and how much money you get, your sex drive is your sex drive. It's not going down. It may even increase because it's like, now I got more money. I can go get my hair done every other day if I want to. You see what I'm saying? Like, that didn't make sense to me. So what I was saying was, if something like that, because to me that's drastic, for something like that to so drastically change, there's an underlying reason. Right. So to answer your question, if you guys have truly communicated your desires, your wants, and it's not just hearsay, and, and that's where that judgment call comes, like it can't just be mouth work. It has to be your actions proved what you were saying. Your actions backed up what you were saying, and that's why you bought into it, right? Because we know everybody can, they're like politicians, everybody can preach a good game. Right. But when your actions back it up, and now your actions, change, not just your words, there's a problem. So now it goes back to that foundation. Yo, we need to take a time out. We need to pull away from the kids. I need you to be real with me. I'm being real with you. It's that vulnerable vulnerability level to say, let's regroup. Right? Yeah. I noticed you used to do X, Y, Z, and now you're not. Is it a me thing or is it a you thing? And then I have to be comfortable with your answer. Because it's the first time that, in my opinion as a woman, that a man shows that he cannot deal with my honest answers, then more than likely I'm going to start sugarcoating my answers. Then you start watering yourself down for him. And you won't be who he thought you were? That what you mean? It's, yeah, kind of. I wouldn't even say watering myself down for him. I'm going to still present because that's when those women can start having two faces. I can present to you how you need me to appear to you while I'm over here making changes to get out of this because I recognize you can't truly appreciate who I am. That's why people always say when a woman says she's done, she's done. When a woman is out the gate, she ain't crying no more. She's already cried. She's already done all these extra steps. Hey, but you, you didn't know. recognize that she was crying. You didn't recognize she was waking up with puffy eyes. You didn't do that. So you didn't come in. Or you recognized it and thought it was a show. Either way, you didn't address the situation correctly. Because one, th- one thing I do know for sure is once a woman is in, she's in. But when she's out, she's out. I agree with I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I think the thing about men is um <clears throat> we not we don't we ain't we ain't uh it, it's not a part it's not a part of the male culture that just like wet up. Okay, so black men around my age from where I'm from, I'm gonna speak on them. 
we don't we the only people we have to talk to is the, is the homies that, that that we run into every day and shit because we don't have the luxury of uh, of having conversations where we can really just talk about some real shit unless just like my solid homie like this some this a real dude for the most part you don't know this shit until some other shit go on so until then you share what you can share with motherfuckers that's around you and um most guys you know what I'm saying I'm gonna tell you some real shit the black male ego is the shit that's killing us the, because Say that last part again, the black what? The black male ego is the is the shit that's internally killing us because it's so right. it's so much shit that we don't understand about who we are that we put more on the ego than we do the actual person. So for us is I ain't gonna I can't I can't tell my homeboy X Y Z because he don't look at me like I'm a sucker, but. As soon as some shit get fucked up me, my girl, I say something to him, he give me some random shit that he wouldn't even do. And we know it's we know it's bullshit, it could be real shit. All I'm saying is that's the little shit we have. Whereas women got groups of friends that they can confide in and they can bounce shit off of. So they used to I call BS. I call BS. Shit, how? How? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me just raise my let me just raise my hand real quick. This goes back to what I said. Men have stereotypes about women, and women have stereotypes about men. Women do not always have that good girlfriend to go and talk to. Because truth be told, if you go really and confide in your good girlfriend, you have to be worried about if she's going to be like, oh, well, I always wanted to fuck this nigga. Now, she done told me what the weakness is. So now, even though that's not my strength, I'm going to act like that's my strength and go push up on this nigga. And he's going to accept it because I know that's what he's not getting in his girl because that's what she shared with me that he wants. So that's what I'm saying. It's a stereotype. But more often than not, women though, talk. More often than not, yes, though, they do. yeah, men don't. That's what I'm saying. Y'all talk, we don't. Oh, right, oh. but when women talk, they may talk too much. And dig themselves into a hole they can't get out of. But we don't got that one to even dig a hole for. Cause so 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 okay, what, so so, so, so hold on, hold on. Damn if I do, damn if I don't. So my thing is this so, though. So think about it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So think about it from a woman's point of view. I done bared my heart to my my bitch that I thought I could talk with, and now she done stabbed me in the back. So now I gotta go beat her ass, and I still gotta go home to the same nigga and deal with the same shit. Whereas you can say, oh, I tried to go to my home and talk to him, and I couldn't talk to him because he gave some bullshit advice, so now I feel even worse, and I got to go home and still do the same shit. So you still have two things to deal with, and I still have two things to deal with. Two different things, but still two things. Versus if we would have came together and talked our shit out, we just only had the one thing to fucking work out, which was us. Which is when we started. So that's all I'm saying is we have these stereotypes about the other side. And, and at the end of the day, in my opinion, a relationship to boil down to my nigga, it's me and you against the motherfucking world. It's like, I don't know if you believe in the Bible or not, but that's like the Bible says when you marry your person, you. You get rid of your parents, you get rid of everybody, you put them out of your life. It is you and that person. You become one. 
So it shouldn't be like I can say, oh, the world is so heavy on me. And then I come home and the home is so heavy on me. No, I can come home and my husband or my significant other is my faith buddy. So what the conversation needs to be is how do I make my significant other my faith buddy? Yeah, I, I'm going to be real. I think, I think there's, I think, I think some men get the chance to have it, some don't. I think that, I think that, I think that unless you go through some shit, you're going to know what a safe place look like. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm 37 and I'm just understanding what that is. Because for a long time, it was always just me by myself against the world. It wasn't me and nobody with me. You know what I'm saying? And Right. And so for me, it was like, it, at first, it was a mask I had on, and after a while, it just it just was it was on so long. I felt like I was doing who that was. And then, the thing of it is, when you don't when you when you forget who you are and dwell in a place that you don't know nothing about, you become a stranger to yourself. Like I wouldn't when I, I like I moved from Mississippi to Arizona. I wasn't as angry as I was in Mississippi as I was in Arizona, but at the same time, though, I never knew what peace even looked like. So to not know what peace even looked like, it kind of make you not see what's in front of you as being peace. You just look at it like, this this, this another obstacle, this some other shit I got to deal with, this another fake nigga, this another fake chick, I just got ready for the bullshit. And so I think it's kind of like you program yourself to just look, well now, not you, but people from where I'm from, and most guys that I know, that's what, that's how they program their mind and shit. And then you get a bunch of old niggas that miss out on life because they just so busy looking for a motherfucker to fuck over them. So I just think it's just I, I don't think it's fair for women that they had to figure out shit like that about their nigga. But at the same time, I don't think it's fair to us that women expect us just to know or understand. Here's the thing, and it goes back to what you just said. Women don't know how to in my personal opinion, cannot get into a relationship if you're not whole, if you don't know yourself. Because then that's where codependency comes in. That's when you're relying on this person to give you your happiness. That's when you're blaming this person for when you're not happy. You have to know what you said. I mean, know yourself, just like you said. You have to. I always say, people always say, oh, are you going to be 50% of this relationship? You're going to give 50%? We doing 50-50? No, my nigga. You need to give 100. I need to give 100. And here's why. Because when I can only give 50%, at least that extra 50% you gave me, it's going to boost me up and I can carry on. But I've also deposited into you. So when I'm draining from you, because maybe now I need 75% of you, you still got a bank, and you can still carry me. But if you're not whole, and all you came to me with was 50%, and now I need 70, my nigga, you negative 20. No shit. What are we doing? No shit. You have to come whole. I have to come whole. Because we're never going to fight this world together if we're never completely full. That's like going to get $10 worth of gas every day. 
don't, and it may not even be that you don't even have the money to fill up a full tank. It may mean that you only have a certain amount of time because you're running late to work. And all you have time to do is pump $10 worth. So every day you're refilling that $10. Do you know how much energy that takes out of you? Versus just saying, hey, I'm going to put in my time into this and fill this tank up all the way. I don't care how much time it takes. I don't care if I'm late to the next appointment. I'm filling her up. Because once she's full, then I can function. We can't have that, do stuff. We can't have that, stuff. And that's what we do in relationships. Either we come half-ass or we only fill up half-ass. Yeah, that's true. That's true because, like I said, man, I'm 37 and I'm just understanding, like, a lot of shit. And you think about, like, so it's like, for men, it's like, when you finally get to that space of knowing, man, like, shit, I need to fix this or I'm fucked up to just to see this, just to bullshit. Then you, about that time, man, you old and you look like, damn, all them years I was fucked up like this. And so it make it hard to try to even just be a, be who you really are or what you, who you have to be because it's like, all right, I've, 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 I've been seeing it this life so long that they ain't gonna accept this new shit. Cause like for me right now, like, um, like when I talk to my mother these days, it's a different conversation than it usually is because I don't see life the same and I'm not I'm not as angry as I was. You know, I still get frustrated, don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm not as angry as I used to be. And so this, the stuff I feel like I want to talk about now, that ain't what she want to talk about. And it's like to not get accepted by your mama when you're just trying to change and be, and you, you're, trying to, you're trying to change for the better. But that ain't getting accepted by your mama. For for me, being a being a being a man, I can't expect nobody else to accept it either. You know what I'm saying? And then they make me rethink what I'm doing. Like, am I am I bullshitting out here? Like, like, am I just fooling myself? Should I just stay how I am? And I know you shouldn't go off what people say, but the thing of it is, uh, just like motherfuckers say, sticks and stones to break your bones, words don't hurt. Yes, the fuck they do. And when somebody you give a fuck about tell you or laugh at it, or, or kind of shrug off the idea of you trying to change or be better, then that shit kind of puts something on your mind and you, you're so conflicted because you, get, you got somebody else saying, man, you okay. But somebody else that you love is saying you ain't. And so I, I think that that's, my, that's, one, that's one of the struggles I got to get over and get through, but that's so one can reason. I speak on that real quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Because I feel like for me, that's a whole different topic a whole different session because I feel like in the black community, that's a big thing. And here's what I want to say about that. Your mother can only be your mother and she's a human. And she's been through a lot of things, but she's not a counselor. So for you to want to now talk to her about some things, right? That she has not been able to fully process her process herself, right? And I, I don't know your mom, so I'm just thinking of stuff. But let's just say she went through this trauma and she's learned how to tuck it away and put it in the back of her mind. And now you want to come and talk to her about some things that are resurrecting these traumas that she has neatly tucked to her side pocket. She 
doesn't know how to deal with that. It's not that she doesn't love you. It's not that she doesn't want to, but she doesn't know how. Because one thing that I know about us is we're fight or flight, and we're normally about self-preservation. So all we can do in this world is preserve our mind, preserve our sanity. And it's not to say that she doesn't love me, but she don't know how to deal with that. And this is the topic that I want to bring up. This is the point of that long intro that I'm telling you. That's why, in my opinion, black people have to be more trusting and go to therapy. You have to go to a professional. You may have to find the right professional, but you have to go to the professional that's able to deal with this stuff. Because us going to our pastors, us going to our parents, they're not equipped. They're dealing with trauma. So let's just say me. Let's just say I was raped. And you were raped. But you never knew I was raped. And now you want to come to me and talk to me about my rape? And I said, you know what? I changed the subject. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So how's the weather? You know, they're like, what the fuck? I thought this was my friend. I'm not trying to turn you off. I don't want to share in that moment. But it's going to do something to me. My inner turmoil that you know nothing about. I'm not equipped to handle it. You're not equipped to handle it. So we have to go professional. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying we gotta go get on meds. I'm not. I know stress is a big thing in the black community, but we have to do better when it comes to mental health. And that's why I said that's a whole other topic because mental health is real in the black community. It is. Even in my groups that I've been talking to recently, the holidays trigger stuff. I've heard so many things just within these last few days, and I don't even know these people. But I can tell they hurt me. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's our community has always been what, what goes on in the house stays in the house. We ain't talking to the white man. We ain't talking to them. No, only go talk to the pastor. The pastor don't have no degree, and if the pastor is dealing with your shit, his shit, his shit, and his own home, who does the pastor go and talk to? Mental health is real, and we have to handle it on a better level than a real situation, and that's my personal opinion about that. I don't know your mother, but I am a mother. And I know that there's just something that was dealing with my older son. I have to deal with it. I chuck it up because that's my child. But there are some things that I'm not equipped to handle. And I have to reach out for help. Personal opinion. No, I, I agree. I, I agree with that, though. I think it is important to um, to go get that therapy that you need. And then, too, but the thing of it is, it's still go full circle because... It's still, it's still, it's still, in the center of it, it's still communication. You gotta be willing to communicate how, or what you think and how you feeling to whoever you sitting and you getting it off your chest too. I, I think it's so, it's so hard to step out of that and just say, you know what, I'm gonna go against what I was taught and what I believe in. I'm just gonna go sit down with somebody and just let them just, I'm, if they, if they the right one, let them just give me what I need. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pull out. But it, it's, it's the point of yeah. Because sometimes it's better than what you think. Yeah. I, I think it's just all about just being able to pour out because think of it, if it's hard to if it's hard for us to express ourselves to the woman in the house, 
then it's even harder to express yourself to somebody that's like, cause you can't, cause in my mind, I just can't get past the whole thing of it being a stranger. Right, but we think that our people should be our end all, be all for everything. And sometimes, especially, and this, is, and this goes back to that stereotype, right? When I said black men have a stereotype of women, uh, black women, and black women have a stereotype of black men. Black men think that my black woman is so strong she can handle anything. I can tell her this. She's going to chuck it up to the game. She's going to knuckle me. She's going to do whatever, whatever. And we try to live up to that. You know what I'm saying? But on the inside, we're breaking down. We don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. You know what I'm saying? And then when we don't know what to do and we don't know where to go, and then when we feel like we don't get that same support in the way that it looks like to us, now we feel some kind of way. We saw to be last now. And that's where the clash is coming. So let me give you a prime example. And this is my prime example for everything. Say you wear a size, I don't know, 32 and right? And I'm like, you know what? It's his birthday. I want to show him. I appreciate him. I know he's always wanted. I don't know. I'm just going to make an old brand. So I don't know brands of clothes. But let's just say this. I know he wanted these lucky brand jeans. And I go to the store and I get lucky brand jeans. But the only size they have is a 28. But I'm like, but he always said he wanted some lucky brand jeans. So I'm going to get them for him. And I get you the size 28. And I bring it home to you, and you're like, babe, you know I wear a 32. And I'm like, but it's a thought that counts. I got you the brand you wanted. I spent all that money. It's a thought that counts. And you're like, but I can't use them. I can't wear them. I can't go out and show nobody nothing. So what did my action really prove? And that's what we run into in black love relationships, in my opinion. The black man is giving the black woman what he thinks she wants, and the black woman is giving the black man what we think he wants, but nobody is really taking the time to listen, to appreciate, and say, oh, but this is what you really want. This is what you really need. And sometimes they do, but they because they can't live up to the standards, they're like, well, instead of just admitting that I don't know how to do that, I'm just going to give you what I know how to do, and you should accept it, because it's the effort that counts. No, no, nigga, it don't work that way. Hey, you know something, though? That's the truth, because I used to be like that, too. Like, um, my last relationship, you know what I'm saying? She she, she liked people. She liked crowds. At, uh-huh. at the same time, I did, too. But I had to act like I didn't, because I didn't feel like I was on their level and shit. So I would play mad and shit and just not go, because I was insecure by myself. And see, even in that situation, I didn't know how to communicate to her that I didn't feel like I was right. I was good enough. You know what I'm saying? Without looking like less of a man. Done that. So yeah. I stay stuck in the space of man, shit. Fuck that. I ain't. I don't want to do that shit. I don't like people like that. But yeah. deep down, I really didn't want to fuck with it. I just, you know, the black male ego it's got in the way. Yeah. That's why I tell yeah. you. I tell and it does go back to that communication piece. And that's why I keep saying it's that stereotype. So I don't know that relationship, but one thing I will say is this. People feel like she needs this or he expects this. 
And so I'm going to try to stand tall and live up to that until I can't. And then I'm going to pick the argument. Instead of just trusting or at least trying to say, yo, this is what I truly feel. And they can be like, oh, no, babe, we got a plan for that. We're going to work this out. This is the plan. We're going to do this. You good? And then feel good. But here's the thing about that, too, is sometimes, from my experience, a man can divulge his insecurity to me, and I can come up with a plan, and he acts like he agrees with the plan, but he's still not comfortable. He's still insecure about it. He just wants to act like he's okay with my plan because he knows my plan sounds logical. So it's still going to come up in a, in a fight. Instead of still saying, you know what? Yo, I don't want to do that. Your plan sounds good. I agree with you. Thank you for supporting me. But yo, let me tell you what it's going to take for me to feel comfortable in this situation. <laughs> because then that's when the real conversation happens. Excuse me. He could say, before I feel comfortable in front of your people, and I'm just making up something crazy. I need to be able to make $100,000 a year. I need to be able to walk up in this show with whatever kind of shoe, I don't know name brand, but whatever, whatever. And this is how I'll feel comfortable coming around your people. If he wouldn't have told me that, then I would have said, okay, boo. Well, I'm not going out either. Because I'm not going out with, without you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come to the drawing board with you. Because I'm, never, I'm not going to say I'm never going to go out for the rest of my life. But let's come up with a plan to help you make this $100,000. To help you get these shoes so that we can step through the door together. But if you never get to that vulnerability level to say your, your absolute honest truth, how can we come up with a plan? All I can go off is what you said. It's real. I, you know, and like I said, I'm just getting to the understanding of that shit now. And so that's why I try to tell I the cats you. like, like, man, don't be close minded to change, man, because that shit, that shit needed. And it's more of a relief than anything, because it's like now, like, like I said, I still get mad, but not like, not like I used to, man. Like, right, like, right. But you have to recognize all growth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I recognize a lot of folks in myself because I, you know, I used to argue people down to the to the tilt. Now I'm just like, you know what? You gotta learn that for yourself. I'm not supposed to argue with you. I said what I said. I meant what I said. You can come back later and admit I was right or tell me I was wrong. It's up to you. I ain't got time. I've lived my life. I'm too old. I I ain't got time. It is what it is. I'm going to say what I say and mean what I say. If you fuck with me, you fuck with me. If you don't, you don't. But it is what it is. True. True. Well, Natisha, this interview went well. Um, I'll let you know or I'll give me information and I'll, I'll email you or whatever, let you know when it airs. So, but before, Yeah, I but, can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I want to listen. Before I go, before I go. So what night does your show air? Um, Every Thursday night at 6 o'clock. 6 p.m. Okay. Uh, Mount, West, Mountain time. time. Mountain time. So. Mountain time. Yeah. So where you where you calling from? East coast. So yeah, it might be four o'clock there. Okay. I think Sounds so. Good. I think Sounds so. Good. I ain't I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, you want to give them the information if they want to reach out to you. I know they like the conversation. Okay. So, so yeah. So I am Natisha 
on Instagram, you can find me under I'm Enjoyable. On Facebook, you can find me under Realtor Dogs. I do real estate um, in the Atlanta metropolitan area. I'm here for first-time home buyers, um, home sales, um, your upgrading, luxury sales, whatever you want. You know, I'm your realtor. I'm that girl. So you can Google, literally, you can Google Realtor Dogs and find me. So I'm out there. Hit me up. I look forward to working with everyone. Um, and we're good. That's where I'm at. Cool, man. Cool. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. All right. So what did we get from communication? We learned how effective that shit really can be and how important it is to get that shit off your chest, man, with anybody, man. They'll go for any, I'm saying any person, but man, especially to my black men, bro, we got to go get, go get evaluated, man. You don't know. And ain't no sense of man not telling somebody, then you blow up and fall off into some deep depression or while I do some goofy shit, man, shit, we need it out here. So all my kings, man, go get, man, go get your mind checked. If you think you're going through something, don't just shrug it off to be like, oh, man, what if I'm going to talk shit if I go see a therapist? Fuck them, bro. You got to live for you and yours, man. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to do the same. So, man, shit. Right, shit, this is another episode of Conversations and Situations. I'm going to get better at this. Y'all keep fucking with me. Peace.